back to the GamecockScoop.com podcast. We're live with Alan Cole, who is in the press box still in Fayetteville. And we're just going to react real quick to the South Carolina Gamecocks 44-30 loss to the Razorbacks. At times, it didn't look that close. At times, it felt like the game actually uh, should have been a little bit closer. But ultimately, South Carolina falls on the road for, what, the 10th out of the, the last 11 trades? Yeah. Yeah, so the the rogue struggles continue. Um, I mean, you know, there were a nine point underdog. We always knew that this was going to be a tough game, but uh, to me, the story of the game, at least early on, uh, is just missed opportunities. They they were there. Um, they just kind of couldn't seize, uh, especially on offense, couldn't seize the day or whatever in the first half. They looked a little better in the second half, but there was still you know a couple of times where. I, I, the one I think of that, you know, they were down 21 to 16. Um, and then you have a fumble and a interception that kind of turned the, turned the tide. And then suddenly yeah. you're looking at 35, 16. Yeah, there's that. Um, Spencer Rattler left a couple throws on the table. Um, there was one in the end zone in each of the first two quarters. Um, that probably should have been touchdowns. He, one of those was right before halftime too, that could have changed momentum. Um, Peter was picking the end zone in the second half. Um, yeah, there's missed opportunities. To me, the thing is, this was something Beamer said a lot. Um, they still couldn't run the ball. I know the game script wasn't really run friendly, I guess you want to call it, falling behind 21 to 3 early, but it was a quarter and a half before someone other than Jaheim Bell even had a carry. And you look at the, the run difference, I mean, Arkansas ran the ball 64 times today. And that's just not, South Carolina's not built that way, but also you've got to be able to close that gap a little bit more than what was it, 13 carries for South Carolina, I think. So um, I have 29, but if you take away Spencer Rattlers, you have 17. And 17. Only, only 13 carries by running backs. So Juju McGill had six okay, and Marshall yeah. and Lloyd had seven. Yeah, I mean, that again, it wasn't a super game-friendly for that. But um, you need more than that. It can't all be on Rattler. Rattler's numbers are going to look really good. I don't think he played particularly well, especially in the first half. Um, it got better as the game went on, but another pretty egregious interception where he had a very similar mistake to last week. Um, and he needed to play an almost perfect game for him to win today. We understand that, but he didn't get anywhere close to that today. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there were several, and we, we talked about this going into the game, right, that one of the geek, the storylines in the Arkansas-Cincinnati game was that the safeties, who were um, a lot of them were backups, and then at one point in the game, they had the third string safety in because Jalen Catalan's backup got hurt in the middle of the game. I can't remember if he came back or not, but either way, they were pretty thin in the secondary, and there were some throws there. I mean, especially Amarian Brown, who... Uh, is the speedy, you know, little receiver out of Georgia Tech. Um, he was running wide open behind the safeties on several occasions in the first half, and Spencer Rattler just couldn't make the throws. Yeah, one very, those. yeah, one very particular one I can think of. And again, it's really hard because uh, Rattler put himself in a good position on this play that maybe another quarterback wouldn't have put himself in the position to begin with. But right before the half, uh, the drive started with about 50 seconds left. Um, South Carolina at that point is down 21 to nine, um, trying to cut it to one score game going into the half. And he gets a quick first down. And then on the very next play, first down from about their own or about the Carolina 40. Yeah. 
Um, he kind of like creates some space with his legs and Amarion Brown's running wide open in the end zone and he doesn't even give him a chance at it. He overthrows him by 10 yards, just got his eyes got too big or something. I don't know. He juiced it <laughs> into the stands almost. Um, and yeah, that's just a, a missed opportunity. Again, it's how much can you fault him because he created that opportunity for himself in a way that maybe some of the other quarterbacks on the roster can't. But at the end of the day, if you're going to lean on Rattler to be this, you know, former Heisman front runner sort of guy, then he's got to make those throws. No, he wasn't that today. He wasn't close to that today. The numbers are going to look a lot better than he played. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, too, where, like, we knew Arkansas was going to run the ball a lot, um, 64 carries. I mean, we knew that was going in. We knew they were going to run well going in. Nobody really stops that running game. Um, but South Carolina, what we were worried about was the offensive line. I thought they hold held up pretty well mostly. There were a couple plays where Rattler had to run. There were a couple times they moved him off his spot, which we'll give Marcus Adderfield credit for. Um, but mostly the line held up okay. The interior run defense was pretty good. Exterior like linebacker play going side to side, corners. That's where losing Cam Smith hurts. We'll get to the injuries in a second. Um, South Carolina did a lot of things well today that I didn't think it would do well today. Like if you had told me they'd kind of mostly blocked pretty well, that they mostly stopped the interior running, I thought they would have had a better chance, but Rattler didn't give them a great chance, and the running outside the tackles was yeah, I mean, there's not really any other way to say it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the score isn't that far off from what I predicted. I think I said 37-31, but it definitely got there in a different way than I was expecting. Um, I thought maybe South Carolina would be able to slow down the run a little bit better. I mean, Arkansas put up 300 yards rushing, actually 295 because they had to take a kneel down after that last fumble. Um, I thought that South Carolina would take advantage of the safeties a little bit more. I mean, that kind of happened at the end. Antoine Wells, by the way, had a great game. Juice Wells, um, my early my preseason prediction of him being the top receiver is looking pretty good so far. He got a nice boost today with like nine receptions for 195 yards. Two big or plays like there. Yeah. Um, two big plays in the second half. He had the 63-yard touchdown that cut it to 21-16, and he had the touchdown, or not a touchdown, but it took the ball down like inside the 10 to set up another South Carolina score in the fourth quarter. Um, this is a pretty good group of skill position players, I think. Juju McDowell flashed today as well. Marshall Boyd got back in the end zone. You still don't have Corey Rucker back yet. You get him in the fold, it looks even better. There's weapons for this offense, I really think. You didn't even see that much out of Gene Bell or Josh Van today, and they're in the mix too. Yeah, kind of a quiet performance, or not quite, I guess, a uh, subtle performance, but Austin Stogner also had five receptions for 68 yards. I thought he came up he big. Really in good, I want to shout out. He had a, I think it was him. He had a great block on mm, uh, Wells' long run. touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. He also had a good block on uh, the rushing touchdown that Marshawn Lloyd had early in the game. Um, the first one, yeah. Yeah, he sealed the edge on that one. So, yeah, honestly, the offense played well Put enough I mean, outside. That's... But but it was the timing, right? It was, it was the mistakes. It was the turnovers. Uh, it was the missed opportunities that could have made this game a lot more interesting. But instead, Arkansas was kind of able to just keep their distance um, always had a counterpunch anytime South Carolina seemed like they were threatening. Yeah, and I think that also just comes back to the physicality. This is a really physical Arkansas team. This is a physical South Carolina team, but certainly not to the level of Arkansas. And 
probably not to the level of what they're going to see next week when Georgia comes in there either. Um, Arkansas outpunched them. They were more physical. They were tougher than the line of scrimmage. And they are, again, they are most of the teams they play. It's kind of the identity here for Sam Pittman. But South Carolina couldn't hang in the trenches. That's, I think, got to be the biggest takeaway coming out of this. Yeah, so you, you you spoke about that physicality, and one of the like results of that was that South Carolina, especially on defense, came away with a lot of injuries, mid-game injuries, and then some that that didn't return at all. I know off the top of, off the top of my head, you had um, Jordan Strawn that didn't come back. Yeah, Cam Smith didn't come back. Yeah, Cam Smith didn't come back. Didn't come back. Boogie Homely came back, but he did not look healthy. We saw him grabbing his knee more than once, like a lot of plays when he was like getting up, but credit to him for battling through. Um, Darius Rush got hurt. He came back. I thought he was the one of all the guys who got hurt. I thought he was the one who looked okay physically. I didn't notice anything really wrong there. And Brad Johnson left the game late too injured. That was like late fourth quarter. The outcome was decided by then, but he did too. It it was a brutal day attrition-wise for the South Carolina defense. Yeah, did Shane Beamer talk at all about any of the injuries at the press conference? He said it's not looking good for Strawn or Kappa. They're going to know more tomorrow when they get back. He said Cam Smith probably fine with upper body, like, knock, I guess. Which, okay. Maybe like a stinger. If it wasn't that big of a deal, he shouldn't have missed two and a half quarters. That's just the best player on your defense, which kind of makes right. me think it was more than he's letting on. But I don't know. We're just kind of reacting to that after it just happened. Um, and like I said, Rush came back. Huntley came back. Even though he didn't look as good. Um that's, yeah. I think that about, other than Johnson, I think that about covers it in the offense. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever happened to Strawn, it, uh, the broadcast said that they like saw him and his family kind of like tearfully embracing before he went to the locker room. So that didn't sound good, whatever that was. No, he went to the tent, he was in the tent for a long time, like a whole TV timeout, a whole Arkansas drive or South Carolina series, maybe. I, don't, I guess it would have been South Carolina, yeah. And then another TV timeout before we saw anything movement with the tent and so he was there a long time and i can't imagine whatever was happening and there was good yeah and and so one of the things that we saw i mean we'll have to talk more about the depth really across the board on defense if all of those guys aren't back next week but one of the things i wrote about in my rapid reaction on gamecockscoop.com that's already posted if you you folks want to go check that out um was that the db depth uh, defensive backfield depth definitely a concern um going in even concerned because you had already roger who didn't even dress at safety we david talked Spalding about how either. yeah david spalding didn't travel and we talked about how um good nick amori was and he, he looked great today i mean he made several plays again um he had some key tackles but like we talked about last week he also um, got beat over the top on a play-action pass because he is so aggressive in the run game um, that he got kind of caught looking into the backfield on – it might have been Arkansas's last touchdown or, or the one before that. Um, so, you know, it would have been good to have just, you know, more bodies at safety. And then once Cam Smith went out, um, O'Donnell Fortune came in at nickel, and they definitely picked on him when he got there, which, you know, he he was all right. He, he, he didn't look – terrible there was a couple of arkansas missed opportunities i can think of at least one where kj jefferson had a receiver streaking wide open behind uh fortune and dial i think it was and um luckily the receiver just dropped it because it would have been a touchdown so um that's definitely something we'll watch looking forward is is how that db room uh, responds if either cam smith or you know roger continues 
to miss some time. Um, Spalding continues to miss some time. Yeah, if you want a positive, I guess, on defense for South Carolina today, I thought, talk about depth, I thought Tonka Hemingway played really well. He had probably the biggest defensive play of the game for South Carolina today, that fourth and one stop, or maybe it was fourth and two, midway through the third quarter. I thought Jordan Birch had a really good game. He got his first sack of the year today. He, that's the second of his career, going back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, he was involved a lot. And Zach Pickens was incredible. I mean, Beamer shouted him out personally after the game. I think he said he was like a, he was an animal, I think was the quote. Um, Pickens incredible today, even against that offensive line. And even though it really won't show up on the stat sheet, but I guess that being positive for South Carolina. Yeah, I thought the defensive line played pretty well, but the linebackers struggled a good bit today. Linebackers and, and safeties um, definitely got out of position a lot with all the misdirection. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, the defense, it's tough. They got put in a couple of situations, the biggest one being the Marshawn Lloyd fumble after they had just taken like a long drive um, to the face. <laughs> and then they got like two um plays off and had to come back out there so those back-to-back touchdowns in the third quarter were really the backbreaker when or the fourth quarter yeah it was the beginning of the fourth right um when when it felt like south carolina was getting a little bit of momentum might be able to get back in the game that was a heck of a gut punch right there at the beginning of the fourth yeah it just never it never really felt like they were in that football game beamer said he felt like they were they were still you know they got an onside kick late um they fell behind 21 to three and I know they had it at 21 16 for a few minutes there, but I never got a sense they could slow down KJ Jefferson, which I think was fair on my part. I never really got a sense that slow down the Arkansas running game as a whole. Um, there was never a point where it felt like they were about to really flip the momentum, even at 21 16, like maybe the Hemingway stop that would have been the one, but even that didn't last long. Well, yeah, it felt like the difference in the game because Arkansas gave up a lot of yards, gave up a good amount of points as well is that when the pressure was on, they had some playmakers come through and make big plays, specifically um, the linebacker. Jesus, those linebackers are incredible. Yeah, both linebackers, right? Bumper pool and what's Will Drew Sanders? Sanders. Drew Sanders, yeah. Um, both, both of those guys, every time there was a big play, pretty much it was one of those uh, two. So uh, Bumper pool also almost returned a onside kick for a touchdown, which yeah. kind of uh, put any sort of yeah. you know, magic – from that special that teams kind of bounced hard this week. He had the missed extra point early. You had that with the onside kick. Um, Kai Kroger shanked upon on the first yep, drive. First possession. Yep. That, that was a, I mean, they were going to block two punts again, but mm-hmm. that kind of regressed to the beat pretty quickly there. Yeah. Um, what are some other storylines that you're looking into probably talking about in your longer article that'll come out tomorrow? Um, the physicality is the main thing I want to focus on. Um, yeah. I think for me, it's like, we kind of already hit on it, but you got to worry about his depth now. I mean, Beamer did not sound bullish at all on Conor or Strawn. Like, and if Strawn was really crying with his family, like you said, that could be, I don't want to speculate on a podcast before we know, but either of those guys can be out a significant time. I'm still confused about the Cam Smith thing. Um, even if, um, you know, even if he, is back or is healthy, he still missed two and a half quarters, which they don't you don't do that with future first round picks unless there's something wrong. You know what I mean? Um it's just death. They're gonna need a lot from Gilbert Edmund. Um MJ Webb had the more snaps today than I think he has in the past. Um TJ Sanders, he was in there a bit more. You're gonna need a lot from those guys. Um O'Donnell, like you said, you're gonna need more. Um yeah, 
it's tough with the depth right now on defense and no rest now of the have, never too Yeah, now you have exactly. Yeah, you have the former national champions command. They'll probably be the number one team in the country because Alabama just won a squeaker against Texas. I saw a little bit of it. I saw Quinn Ewers went down early too. They could have lost that game if Ewers had been playing, but I can't really comment right. on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't get to watch any of the game either, obviously. I just saw the highlights right after um, South Carolina's game. But what what about some like reasons for hope? Why why should South Carolina fans come out of this um, this game without hanging their heads too much? And, and this is something I wrote a little bit about in the rapid reaction. And to me, the big thing is just remember that the beginning of the schedule was always going to be hard, right? They were That's never going to be yeah. They were never going to be favored to win at Arkansas. They were never going to be favored to win against Georgia at home, which you know we're still going to play that game out, obviously, and see see which way the ball bounces. Um, but then you get a little bit of breathing room after those two games. You get some Charlotte, easy home South games. Yep. And then you get into a little bit easier SEC schedule too, right? You got Kentucky, you got Mizzou, you got Vandy. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's time to, you know, burn the whole season down and, and freak out or anything. Um, but, yeah, what are some things that you saw today that yeah. should make Gamecock fans hopeful? I twofold that. I would kind of take that off your point and just specifically tying it to this game. Arkansas is a really good football team. They've only lost once in the stadium in the last two years under Sam Pittman. Um, this is a really tough place to play, a really good football team, a very experienced football team, too, on both sides. This was never a game that we were expecting to win. At least I wasn't. I know you didn't pick them to win either. Um, so that would be one. I think you got to keep that in perspective, too. This is probably a top 15-ish, maybe top 20 team in the country. I know they're ranked 16 coming into today. And my second one is these playmakers. Um we talked about a little bit, but, you know, Wells going off today, Juju McDowell getting touches in the second half, especially and flashing with them. Um, they're going to get Corey Rucker back at some point. We don't know when, but he'll be in the fold. Um, we saw a little bit more of that wishbone stuff with Bell, um, I think twice in the first half, if I'm not mistaken, at least once. Um, Austin Stogner, like you said, and it's not perfect from Spencer Rattler, but he's got a the weapons he has this year, night and day from what he had last year. So I think this offense can score some points against a lot of teams, even though, again, it's still going to come down to the line play as it always does. Yeah. I, most of my hope definitely centers around the offense. Um, I, I, I know that some people on the message board, like during the game or immediately after still, you know, put the fire Satterfield thing on there. I don't really put much of this game on I, him at all. I thought, he called a pretty good game. The only maybe criticism you might say is he could have tried to get the run game going in the first half a little earlier. Yeah, um, he waited. Asked Bieber, um, someone asked about that. He, he says, I mean, he can't remember the exact quote now. I got to transcribe here when we get off this. But he was he was talking about a little bit um, just they knew they were going to have, they liked the matchups this week in the passing game. Catalan out, slusher out. At one point late in the first half, Arkansas down to a third stringer at, um, at nickel when um, Brittany went down in the 10th for, for them. And they scored a touchdown on that play. That was the Marshall Lloyd run to that side of the field. Um, the matchups were probably better in the passing game this week, um, but you still got to run the ball more. Um, I guess that'd be my one thing. And everybody knows it too. I mean, I'm not breaking any new ground with that, but. Yeah, and and we talked about this a little bit going in. It's like, do you just commit to like, all right, I'm going to try to get into a shootout, which it seemed like they didn't do. Yeah, that's that's what happened. Um, But then the like inverse there is you started to see the offense, Arkansas's offense, stack plays against your defense. That's just like five of them, I think. Yeah, maybe more by 
I think it got right. 25 other than the kneel downs. Um, and 23 and, in the first quarter. I mean, I saw hands on hips in the first quarter. And I, I'm not blaming anybody because they were depleted injury-wise, and that's a physical line, but they were gassed by the first quarter, second quarter especially. Right, and that's where the run game could have come in and maybe at least yeah. kept the uh, defense on the sideline for a little bit longer. So, yeah, if I'm giving one criticism to Satterfield, maybe it's that, but that's easy to say in hindsight. I don't think that the game plan of trying to attack their secondary was bad. It's something that we all hit on, you know, leading into the week. Um, another thing, I you know, Rattler was really, really frustrating to watch. And I, I, I'm starting to understand why um, Oklahoma fans were so frustrated with him because he's good. He's really good. He makes some incredibly talented plays. Um, he threw for 375 yards a day, and it didn't even look like that great of an outing. And, and there, there are very few uh, quarterbacks in South Carolina's history that have put up almost 400 yards in a game. Uh, and again, he made it look s- sort of easy. It wasn't his best showing. Um, but there are just these key moments. It feels like when the pressure's on, at least in the first two games, where he's made some pretty questionable decisions as far as trying to force a ball the that wasn't there. Again. I thought it was interesting after he said second week in a row, he only wanted one throwback, which I guess he has to say that, but you also can't do that every week. And that was not the same play call or same play design, but it was Juju McDowell open in the flat, tight coverage downfield, look away from the flat, force it downfield, ball gets picked. It was the same script, I guess, as the one last week you wanted to act. So. Yeah, well, this one's going to – I mean, there's a lot to take away from this one at least, right? I feel like that there's a lot that the coaches can work on. Um, there's a lot that we're going to have to kind of follow up on as far as injuries and and, and sort of seeing how that's going to play out um, going into next week. Before we wrap this up, you got any thoughts on, on next week? <laughs> I mean, there's there's not a ton to say yet, I don't think. But... Uh, I just got to wait for the injuries. I mean, even healthy, that's going to be a deep uphill climb for South Carolina, but – take Cam Smith, if you take Mo Kaba, if you're taking Jordan Strawn, if you're taking maybe Tonka, or not Tonka, I mean, wait, uh, Boogie Huntley out next week. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, and and that's something that, at least in the first couple of weeks, it seems like Georgia's offense is maybe even ahead of defense, although the defense looks pretty good, too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you just, I, I think without a doubt, most rational South Carolina fans would go into that game expecting that you're going to need some really weird stuff to happen to, to, for that to be a win. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, you add all those injuries on top and the climb gets that much taller. Well, all right. Well, I'm going to let you get to uh, writing some stories and get out of that sweaty press box. <laughs> and, oh, there. Um, 90 degrees. Yeah. yeah. Do I look sunburned? Um, I feel sunburned. Yeah. You look a little red. <laughs> um, all right. Well, safe travels back and uh, we'll see you later. Yeah, we'll catch up on Thursday to preview Georgia. So um, until next time, this has been the Gamecock.com podcast with Caleb Alexander and Alan Cole. See you later.